0: Hey guys, I am so excited to bring this word today. I just have been having this on my heart and I couldn't wait to get it out of my mouth, but I've been just slammed. So I'm so excited. I was fired up as I recorded this, y'all. I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about your faith in the authority. Not your faith in who Jesus is, but your faith in the authority of Jesus. This is the Gaining My Perspective podcast and you're hanging here with me. Wendy Cunningham. You're here to get empowered, inspired, informed, and encouraged as we navigate the everyday journey of this crazy life. Stick around, cause we're gonna laugh and we're gonna learn. And above all else, we're gonna gain perspective. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, I feel like it's been a minute. I know I always say this. Since I actually got to hang out with you guys, since I was doing some interview style the last couple podcasts, I haven't been able to just chat with you guys, and I miss you whether you miss me or not, but as you could probably tell in my voice, I'm fully recovered, feeling great, quick bout, remarkably quick bout with the COVID all said and done, and happy to have the armor of the natural immunity. God bless it. God bless the functioning of our bodies in a natural capacity. (laughs) So I wanted to bring a little bit of a message today for encouragement um, around our faith because, and I don't, I mean faith in our Heavenly Father, absolutely, but what's so interesting to me as I've been reading through the Bible this year, which I have to say, everybody should do that. Chronologically, read through the Bible. I'm using the Bible Recap. It's a little daily podcast, and there's a um, like a plan on the Bible app, the Holy Bible app. You can subscribe to the plan, and it'll literally tell you what to read every day for the entire year, 365, and at the end of the year, you will have chronologically read through the Bible. And the reason why this is so great yes, there are remarkably dull parts of the Bible. <laughs> I'll be the first to tell you. Lots of genealogy and things where you're like, okay, I can't pronounce these names or these towns. Is this really relevant or important? But what I notice, we just hit the New Testament, October 1. And so the entirety of this year so far has been in the Old Testament. Which is heavy. There's a lot there. There's. It's very weighty. It's four thousand years of history of God's people, and what the history really is showing us is how just unworthy we are. Like that's the long and short. How unworthy we are of the gospel that comes at the very beginning of the New Testament. So when you spend in an almost an entire year or, or three fourths of a year. In the Old Testament, seeing the Israelites and God's people choose the flesh and choose the world's way over his promises again and again and again and again and again. When you hit the Gospels, it really adds to the gravity of it. Because I've read the Gospels before, but not butted up against, you know, two, three fourths of a year of reading the old Testament and, and just really seeing how unworthy we are of the gospel, how unworthy we were of Jesus and how he did it anyway. He came and made a way where there was no way. And so when you have that, um, uh, you know, kind of contrary perspective of the old Testament and then jumping right into the gospels, it really increases the gravity. And so, First of all, a little recommendation there, but as I have been reading this, I've really been just reflecting on faith in general. What is that word? What does that mean? What is that action? What is faith? Which is a noun, but faith is also a verb, right? Um, It's an abstract noun. It's not a thing we can put our hands on. Can you tell I'm a homeschool mom of a fourth grader? Abstract noun, right? Um... It's not something we can put our hands on. It's not something that we can measure per se, although there are, this is what I want to talk about, is like measurements of faith, right, that are referenced in the Bible. And our faith in our faith is not what we're after here, right? Our faith in the authority of God is what we're after. And sometimes we get that twisted, even though it's hard to wrap our our brains around what I mean when I say our faith in our faith. Our faith in our belief of Jesus is what I wanna say. That's not where we wanna put stock. And oftentimes that is where we put our stock. We have faith in our belief That Jesus is who he said he was, instead of having faith in Jesus. Are you with me? We often, mistakenly, myself included, and unknowingly, put our faith in our faith. We put our faith in our belief. And when we do that, we can miss the character of God we can miss the, most importantly, authority of God. And when we're missing the character and the authority of God, we have doubt. We have questions. It's very easy for fa- for fear to overcome our faith when our faith is in just just very slightly misplaced. And I often think of the analogy of the enemy doesn't need us to get pointing 180 degrees away from the truth. The enemy needs us to get pointing one degree away from the truth to get a foothold in our lives, right? We don't have to be dead wrong on something. We just need to be a little off the mark. And as you continue to move forward, just a little bit off the mark, You're getting farther and farther and farther away. Like think of a circle, right? If you're just one degree off 12 o'clock, as you as that line you know goes out into space, (laughs) it's not getting closer to 12, it's actually moving farther and farther and farther away from 12. So the enemy is always trying to get us just one degree off, just a touch off. And this is a, a kind of a recent revelation for me as to Am I putting my faith, am I really anchored into my belief or am I really anchored into the person that is God and really the Trinity because there's three parts, right? There's God, the father, the creator, Jesus, the son, and then Holy Spirit. And we can do a whole podcast on Holy Spirit because I'm we do that a lot at my church. So I have a lot of thoughts on that. But just in general, the Trinity, putting our faith in the authority of God our God, which includes the three parts of our God, right? And so I just wanted to pull out a couple of examples of this because obviously Jesus is very specific in um, making sure that we know it is not how big our faith is that will make a difference, right? He's careful to say in Matthew 17, verse 20, for truly I tell you, this is Jesus, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain to move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So he's careful to say, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will have the authority to say to this mountain, move, and the mountain will move. And of course, this is like, does he mean literally? Does he mean like figuratively? He means if you have faith in the authority then you have power, right? But just before this passage in Matthew 17, just before that verse, it talks about how there is a boy that is possessed by a demon and the mother is bringing this little boy to Jesus because she's already brought This little boy to his disciples and Jesus has already given his disciples the power and the authority to cast out demons and they try to cast out this demon and they're unable to and so the mom is bringing this little boy now to Jesus and he says I brought him to your disciples but they couldn't heal him. This is in verse 16 of the same chapter. They couldn't heal him. Okay, and then Jesus actually gets a little bit annoyed at his disciples, which is not we actually don't see that very often in Scripture. But in verse 17, he says, Jesus replied, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And then, of course, Jesus rebukes the demon and the boy is healed. And then he says in verse 20, the kind of the preface to this verse I just read you is because of your little faith, he told them. For truly, I tell you, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, blah, 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 goes on to say that verse, right? So the reason they can't, when they ask him, why couldn't we cast out this demon? Jesus' response is, because of your little faith. But then he goes on to say, if you have a little faith, you will have the ability to do X, Y, Z. So what is that? What's that? You're saying if we just have a little tiny bit of faith, then we can move the mountain. But now you're saying we weren't able to cast out the demon because of our little faith, right? So this is where, this was like a little alarm bell to me of, wait, is your faith in your belief in Jesus's authority or is your faith in your belief of Jesus, right? Do you actually have faith in the authority? It is not a faith problem that they have. It's a authority of God problem that they have. They're stumbling over the fact that they're not fully convinced of the authority that they have in Christ, that the authority he has equipped them with, right? And you guys, this is before Holy Spirit. This is when you have Jesus walking alongside you, which don't get me wrong. I'm not minimizing. God knows. I wish Jesus was walking alongside me in my life. Absolutely. But when Jesus ascends to the the father in heaven, he says, I will send you a helper who will always be with you. We are in the generation of Holy Spirit living inside believers. So we actually have the authority within us, right? So do we have faith in that authority? Do we have faith in that authority? That is where we're misplacing our faith. And this is where we start to doubt and fear and wonder, does God really have it? Because we don't know who he is. We don't know his character. We don't know his authority. Does God really have authority over President Biden? Does God really have authority over the mandates that we're facing? Does God really have authority over my finances? If I have to leave my job or if I take this stand, you know, again, we've said before on podcasts, I I don't have a choice, right? Right. I don't have a choice. They're saying, I have to get this jab or I'm gonna lose my job. I don't have a choice. Now, to me, you might have faith. You might believe that Jesus is the son of God, but that is a statement that says, maybe you are not putting your faith in the authority of who God is because God has authority over that situation. He has authority. And this is why they were not able to cast out the demon because they had not put their faith In that authority, they were unsure if the authority he had given them was powerful enough to be above this demon. (laughs) So that's where we're at with this. When I hear people say, I didn't have a choice, or you know, I don't want to lose my job, or any of these things that are very worldly, and I don't say that to minimize them. That's this is hard, this is very, very hard, and any instance where our faith is going to be grown. It's going to be really hard, right? But I think God is using this as an opportunity for us to make sure that our, the position of our faith is correct, that it is not just in, I believe in Jesus, which is faith, but I believe that Jesus has authority, that Holy Spirit has authority, that Father God has authority over this situation in the natural. Do we have faith in that? Because the disciples weren't sure if they had the authority over that demon. And for that, their faith was little and they were not able to, so, right? Okay, I hope you guys are walking with me because I'm gonna go through just a couple of examples where um, where we see that Jesus, we're meeting people, he's meeting people in their various degrees of faith. He. It doesn't really matter what you think where your faith is at, he's going to meet you where you're at. And that's the grace of God. That is the mercy of God is that he is going to come to wherever you're at on your faith walk And I'm so grateful for that. So we see this uh, opportunity in Mark 5, right? We see two examples kind of back to back. We see Jairus come and he has a little 12-year-old girl at home who is on the verge of her deathbed. And I love this scene in Mark 5. I just love it. There's so much. I've taught on this before. (laughs) There's so much in Mark 5. But we see Jairus and he is in such a desperate place. Now, he is a man who has authority in the natural. He is a community leader, right? The Bible says that he has some sort of authority in the natural. And yet he knows he has no authority over this illness with his daughter. And so he comes to Jesus and his faith level of Jesus's authority is that I need you, Jesus, to come physically come with me to where my daughter is. That's what I need from you. So he is pleading with Jesus, come back to my house. My daughter is about to die. Please come now. And Jesus agrees and he's about to go with Jairus to his house to meet with um, his little girl. And this has an amazing ending that I'm not going to spoil it for you. But while he's in the midst, Jesus agrees and he's like, all right, let's go, buddy. Let's head back to your daughter. Jesus is going to go with him. Even though he's like, I know you need to come physically to my house to do this healing. That's where Jairus' level of faith in Jesus' authority is. And Jesus says, you know what? I'll meet you there. And just as Jesus is leaving the scene, he meets this woman who is, um, reaches out in the crowd. Imagine a huge crowd of people. People are loving their Jesus right now, right? They're, they all want to see his miracles. They want to see the signs. They want to get their own healings. And this woman who has been dealing with an issue of blood, it says. We don't know what it is, but she has been bleeding um, in a female way for 12 years, right? And she knows her belief, her belief in the authority of Jesus is that he doesn't have to go anywhere. She knows if she comes to him, he doesn't even have to know that her request. He doesn't even have to hear her request. She knows that if she just touches the hem of his robe, then she will be healed. She doesn't even have to speak to Jesus. He doesn't have to speak to her. She just has to touch the hem of his robe. So her belief in Jesus' authority, in my perspective, I hope you're enjoying my roosters this morning. (laughs) Her authority, her belief in Jesus' authority is a touch higher than Jairus is. Jairus says, you have to come with me. You have to go to where I need you. You have to go to where the crisis is. She says, you don't even have to look at me. You don't have to talk to me. I don't need you to go nowhere. I just need to touch the hem of your ropes. And Jesus recognizes that he has been touched. He feels the power go out of him. And he does have an exchange with this woman which is also just such a beautiful exchange. There's so much in these verses, so much loaded down in these verses. And what he says in, uh, this is Mark 5, uh, verse 34, he says, daughter, he said to her, Jesus, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. Your faith has healed you. He doesn't say, I have now healed you. Go and be well and have peace, right? He says, your faith, your faith, And my authority has healed you. Oh, that's good stuff, right? So now we have two examples. And I want to bring you to a third example. And we're going to jump all the way to Luke 7. And we're going to meet with a man who, in my opinion, has an even higher understanding and faith in the authority of Jesus, right? And he says, I have a sick soldier back back home or wherever he is. And I don't need you to come. My house is not even worthy of you to come there. I don't need you to touch me. I didn't need to bring him to you. I know how this works. And he actually says in verse eight, for I too am a man placed under authority. This is a centurion. Okay. So he has authority in the sense of the military. He's I don't know what that would be likened to in our military today, like a captain or a general, but someone who has authority over men, right? So he says to Jesus, I don't need you to come to my house. I didn't need to bring him to you. We don't even need to do any of that because I too am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under my command. I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does this right? So this centurion is saying, I get how authority works. All you have to do, Jesus, is say the words, not even to be heard by the sick person who needs healing. You just have to speak it out loud, Jesus. Your words hold authority over things that you're not even in the presence of. I get that. So I love this example because I'm like, this guy has an even higher faith. In the authority of Jesus. And for that, the authority of Jesus can reach farther, right? Because Jesus has to meet us where our faith is. He has to come to where our faith level is. And I don't say he has to, he does. He does because he's good, right? So he meets us where our level of faith is. But these are different examples of where people's level of faith is. And Jesus is like, you're absolutely right. If I say, he is healed. He is. <laughs> I don't have to go. I don't have to touch him. I don't have to do anything. And we see again and again in the gospels that Jesus performs the same types of miracles in a myriad of different ways. And I love that because it, it isn't actually Jesus's authority that is shifting or changing. His authority is over all situations. But he changes the way he heals based on our belief in what he can do. And oh man, if that doesn't just in in and of itself raise our belief, raise our faith in the authority of the God that we serve, who is good, I don't know what will. So let's jump back into a different place, but an example we've already covered. I'm in Mark 9 now. And we're jumping back to the mom that has brought the son that is demon-possessed to Jesus because she's already tried to have him healed by the disciples, and they are they don't get it done. They don't get it done. And so we see this, if you're not familiar in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all Gospels that have redundancy, and that's on purpose, right? Because they're each giving their account of the life of Jesus, and so they're telling some of the same miracles that they all witnessed. Some of the, the same examples are told in, in all of the um, Gospels. And of course, some of them are told with different details and different variations because, of course, the perspective is different and the reason they're telling the story might also be different. So you get to see these different bits and pieces when you're putting these, these different st- or the same stories in different Gospels side by side. So now we're in Mark. And before we were in Matthew, so now we're in Mark 9, and we're back to the demon-possessed little boy. And I love that it says, and I'm in verse 21. Um, how long has it been happening? Jesus has kind of taken a medical history here. The um, Oh, it's the father that has brought, not the mother, the father has brought this son to Jesus, my apologies. And the father answers from childhood, he said. And many times it has thrown him into the fire or water, the demon, to destroy him, the little boy. But if you can do anything, he says to Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. In 23, Jesus said to him, if you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the father of the boy cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. This was so profound. I've just read this this morning or yesterday, I can't recall. But it was so profound to me because he doesn't say, if I can. He says, if you can. (laughs) If you can. And then he says, everything is possible for the one who believes. Everything is possible for the one who believes. If you can. He doesn't say, if I can. Jesus knows his authority. He doesn't say, what do you mean, if I can? Of course I can. Because the Father has said, if you can do anything, have compassion on us. And Jesus is like, if you can, (laughs) it's about your belief in what I can do. Do you believe? And the father says, I do believe, help my unbelief. Oh Lord, please let us be praying that in this season. Help my unbelief. That is just a word that we should all be injecting into our prayer life in this season. Help my unbelief because is my faith in the right spot, Jesus, am I aware of your authority? And now I'm going to jump back to Matthew 9. This is right after, in the. Ex- this is back in Matthew when we're looking at the same story I told you about the little girl, Jairus and his little daughter that's 12, and then the woman that touches the robe right after that story in Matthew. Now, before we were in Mark, now we're back in Matthew. We're jumping all over here. It talks about healing the blind. There's another miracle directly after that miracle. Two blind men followed him calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men approached him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I can do this? First question, do you believe that I can do this? He also asks a similar question to the man at the fountain of Bethesda, do you want to be well? When Jesus asks a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. It's a question for us to reflect on, right? Do you believe that I can do this? I want you to ask yourself that question whenever you're feeling backed up against a wall. Whenever you're feeling like, I don't have a choice. I want you to immediately hear Jesus ask you, do you believe I can do this? Do you believe I can do this? The blind man said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, let it be done for you according to your faith, according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. Then Jesus warned them sternly. Don't you tell anybody I did that. <laughs> I love that. He says, according to your faith, not according to my authority. He doesn't say you have been healed according to my authority. He says, you have been healed according to your faith. Now, these are the verses that I think are so easy for us to go, oh, I have faith. I believe and therefore, that's what he's talking about in this verse or in any of these examples. Because I have faith in Jesus, I know who he is. My salvation is secure. This is all true and good. But do you have faith in the authority? Because that question he asks them is really what the indicator is, right? Do you believe that I can do this? Because if you don't, It doesn't change my authority. If he were to answer, if these blind men were to say, I'm not sure, then Jesus would have been like, well, then I'm not sure if you'll be healed. It doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't have the authority to do it. It means if we don't believe, if we don't have faith in his authority, it's not, there's not much we can do. But if we have faith the size of a mustard seed. If we have faith the size of a mustard seed that God can do what he says, then we're good to go. And I want to end on this verse because I love it. And it's something that's giving me encouragement. I'm studying Ephesians right now specifically. And in Ephesians 3 at the end, verse 20, now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us reflect on that. Him, meaning Jesus, who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or even think. He can do more than we ask. He can do more than we can even conceive according to the power that works in us. In us, right? He continues to say, your faith is what healed you. Your faith is what matters in this situation. It's not what I can do. He knows what he can do. He's asking, do you know what I can do? Do you know what I can do? Because if you have faith in my authority, then I can do above and beyond all that you ask of me and all that you can even conceive of me doing through the power that I'm going to work through you in your faith. Oh, that is such encouragement, you guys. I hope that that encouraged you. I hope you could follow me through our tour through the gospels and through, um, into Ephesians. I hope that that served you. I hope that that encouraged you. You do not have no choice. You do not have no choice. You always have a choice. You always have the opportunity to be brave and to be bold. And I am encouraged to my just soul that I am seeing people stand up for the convictions that they have. I love to see that Because it tells me you are putting your faith in the authority of God. You are taking your faith off of things in the natural and you are putting your faith into things that are eternal. And that is how we conquer. We are facing this battle here in the natural with natural weapons, which is why we are feeling ill equipped. We're saying, What authority do I have? I have to work my job. I got bills. Jesus knows you got bills. Jesus knows that you have a need financially and that it would be a terrible burden if you were to be fired or if you had to leave your job for some reason. He knows that, but he's wondering, do you believe that I can do this? Do you believe that I can do this? If I'm asking you to take this step or if you feel deep in your soul that this is not what you should be doing, do you believe I can make it right? Do you believe I can make a way? Do you believe that my authority supersedes the authority of this mandate, of this moment, of this circumstance, because it does. It does, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate this podcast and tell all your friends. And of course, catch me over at gainingmyperspective.com. Father God, I just pray right this minute that we would hear your words when we face fear or doubt or concern or overwhelm or anxiety or depression or pressure in the natural, Lord, do you believe that I can do this? Lord, let us hear that. Let us hear your voice in a supernatural way. Do you believe that I can do this? Because you have authority over all, Lord. Anchor that into our hearts and minds and souls. And into our lives, and let it guide our steps that you have authority over all of this, so that we can look into the natural and see the things that are in the supernatural. Let us look at this, this mandate or this situation at our job or the consequences of our, our decisions in the natural. Let us look at those things and recognize the authority that you have is superseding anything happening here in the natural, Lord. In your son's name, we pray and put our faith, amen.